Okay, we are on Chavka Summit Base at three lines from the bottom, 28B, and we're talking about the things that happened on Tisha B'Av. We're going through some of the important fast days, finishing up the Masechta. We mostly dealt with the fast which is done uh, to prevent, uh, to bring the rains uh, when it looked like there might be a famine. And then the Mishnah, the Mishnah at the end went into Shiva Asr B'Tamas and the things that happened on Tisha B'Av. The, one of the things listed was that Menashe, a Jewish king, put a Tzalem in the Hechel. He put an idol in the Hechel, in the Beis HaMikdash. In, in, uh, when they removed the, the daily offering, wasn't no longer brought. And so he thought, well, then he might as well serve an idol. This was a terrible thing to bring in the Vase Hamigdash, in Hashem's palace, an idol. So Morris says, and therefore that's part of the reason we fast on Tishabov. What imagine such a thing? So Morris said, was there only one idol? It was two, it was multiple idols. there were two. One broke. It fell on the other. And it broke its hand. And it was written on the hand or written on the other idol, that you're trying to destroy Hashem's house, Hashem's presence in the Jewish people by bringing in the idol, your hand will be cut off. Okay. Uh, next, we said that on Tisha B'av was the decree at the time of the spies, the Miraglim, that Kalisro should not enter Eretz Yisrael right away. How do you know? Not until the next generation. So now, in order to figure out the timing, we're going to go through some calculations here. The Mishkan, this happened uh, the, the, uh, after the Mishkan was set up. In the first year, the first year after we have Mitzrayim, they built the Mishkan. In the second year, the Mishkan was set up, uh, was, was uh, put into effect. And the Raglim were sent after the Mishkan was built. Now, uh, the Ksiv, in that second year, we know that after the Torah was given they um, at Harsinai, the people left Harsinai for three days. They, it was a three day journey. And that wasn't a good sign because they. Um, it says that when they left Harsinai, they left like a child who runs away from school. And then it mentions uh, one bad deed leads to another, so to speak. The Jewish people had a taiva for meat. And they cried because they wanted the meat. For a whole month, uh, they, that, um, that event with the, um, uh, the meat that they wanted and their complaints. Basically, it was on the 22nd of Sivan uh, until that ended. And it says after that, Betisker Miriam Shivas Yamin. So um, uh, then, at the, after the, um, uh, that brings us to the 22nd of Sivan, and then it says Betisker Miriam, and then we add to it uh, the days that Miriam was uh, locked up because of. Saras, Shivas Yamid, and it ends up being the 29th of Stephen, the Ksiv Shalokokha Nashim. And then we finally get to the episode of the spies.
And so when is that? That's the 29th of Sivan is when the spies were sent out. Sholof Moshe Sivan. How long were the spies away? Yeshuva, Nitor, Oretz, Miketzer, Boimet was a 40-day journey. Uh, so the Gemara says, what do you mean it's a 40-day journey? We're missing one day. No, the Tamas that year had an extra day in it. Depending on certain years, certain months have a two-day Rosh Chodesh and certain months have a one-day, Hashem made it that the Tamas had a two-day so that it would come out that they would come back and give their report uh, uh, before Tisha B'Av. Hashem wanted it to be that uh, bad things happen on bad dates. So the time where we would be disappointed and not be allowed to go into Eretz Yisrael, had we gone into Eretz Yisrael then with Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, we would have never, the base of Mesh would have never been destroyed. But because that, that was all put off because of the report, and it says over there, ask any line. And when was that night? Oh, so Yom, that day was Erev Tishabov, and then uh, they cried that night after the report. Hashem said, You cried for no reason. I'm going to make this a time of crying for all generations. So basically, we proved the timeline. We gave the timeline for the fact that the spies came back right before Tishabab. Next, Rabbi Isbury Shona, the first base of Mishra was destroyed. On Tisha B'av, the Ksiba Chodesh, Kamish B'shev L'Chodesh, Hashnas Tesha Esrei L'Melech Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Bavo, the king Nebuchadnezzar came up and Nebuchadnezzar together with his chief butcher, his chief slaughterer, the wicked Nebuchadnezzar, Evan Melech Bavo, Yishalayim, and he burnt the base of Mikdash. And so where has the question though, but isn't there another Pasuk, the Ksiba, it says, B'chodesh Kamish B'shev Hashnas Tesha Esrei L'Melech Nebuchadnezzar, Melech Bavo, now that implies that it was the 10th. So was it the 7th or the 10th? Yep, Shalom Shiva, you can't say it's the 7th like the first Pasuk, because you got the second Pasuk that says 10. Yep, Shalom, you can't say it's the 10th, Shalom So how do we answer this contradiction? Which was the day? So the answer is, they're both true. The Niknesu Nachum Lehechav Ochul Kilkulu. The non-Jews, the non-Jews, the pagans, entered uh, the sanctuary on the 7th. And uh, they plundered and, uh, and destroyed things, Shmini, Shvi, Vishmini, the seventh and the eighth, and the ninth. And then the ninth, right before dark, Hitsu Boas Or. That's when they lit it up with the fire, Vayudol Kola Kola Yim Kola. And it burned all throughout the tents. Shnemer, Oilanu Kipana Yom, Kinatis Tawalev. Towards night, they looked and they saw it burning. Now, it, it only was burnt at the end of the ninth. And it began burning mostly through the tent. And that's the reason for Rabbi Yochan's opinion that he said, Had I been there when they were trying to decide when to commemorate the, the destruction, I would have done it on the tent. Most of the burning took place on the tent. That's a good point. So why did the rabbis who were there start it on the ninth? Rabban Eskalta Panusa Adifa, when... The uh, when the calamity started, the start is always the worst thing. The fact that it started, that was always the um, you go by when something started. That was the point of no return. Okay, Ubishnia and the second base of Migush. How do you know that was also on Tisha B'av the Tani Begam? Yom Zakai. Good things happen on a good day. V'chov Yom Chayev and bad things on a bad day. 
The first one that was destroyed, Erev Tishabov. Shabbos, it was after Shabbos, and it was the, after the seven years of the seven year cycle of the sabbatical year. You know, when something happens, where were you when? So they remember exactly when, when it happened. It was in which Kohanim were doing the service that was the Mishmar of Yorub. And the Leviim were singing the final song. What were they singing? They were singing the song about Hashem should punish the evildoers. And had they finished saying it, they could have stopped the Chorben. But the non-Jews came right in the middle of that song, and they captured them. And uh, that was, and the same thing happened in the second base of Mikdush that it was on Tisha B'av. And then Nilkud Beitar, the great city of Beitar, was also wiped out on Tisha B'av. How do we know that? Gemara, that's the tradition. Nekrashir, the city, was plowed. Tanya, Kishakorav, Turnifus Rufus, the Russia, Sehecha. When Turnifus Rufus plowed the whole area of the sanctuary, Nigzera, Rav Gamliel, Hariga, they wanted to kill the leader of the Jewish people, Rav Gamliel. Baal Adan Echad, one of the Romans, came. And he snuck into the study hall and he gave us a hint that Reb Gamliel was in trouble. He said, The man with the nose is being sought. Rashi said, he says, the important man, meaning the head of the Jewish people is being sought. If the Romans seek somebody, it means to kill him. So he went into hiding. This leader went and spoke to him privately. He said, if I save you, will I get the world to come? Yes. Swear to me. He swore. This Roman then went to the second floor, and he jumped down and he died. The Romans had a rule. When they make an evil decree or any decree, and one of the people who made the decree dies, that's a sign from the gods so to speak, that they shouldn't do that decree. So they nullify that decree. They nullify this decree to capture Reb Gamliel. Yotza Basko, a voice came out from heaven and said, He's going to get the world to come. Then Rabban Rishikar, Rishona, when the first base of Ushtar destroyed, Nikasu Kitus Kitsu Shopir Kekuhuna. Lots of young Kohanim got together, and they had the keys to the sanctuary in their hands, and they went up to the roof. They said, Master of the world, we no longer have a base of to be in charge of. We, they were in charge of the keys. So, we're giving the keys back. They threw the keys up to the heavens. A hand came from the heavens and received them. And then they jumped down into the fire and they died. So it says the people, the, the valley of tragedy, below they were killed, but not by the sword, but not by war. Hashem also, so to speak, cries out for this tragedy. So then we say, when the month of Av enters, we lessen our joy. Just like there's a month which we lessen our joy, so too, when a good month comes, we increase our joy. When there, there's good months, when great things happen, we celebrate and increase our joy. And then there's sad months, 
where we decrease Sergio. As we turn the page on 29b. If a Jewish person has a case with a non-Jew in the month of Av, he should try to get out of not having the case judged in the month of Av because we don't have a good other, And ideally, he should try to have it in Adr, the Mori Mazel, because then we have a better Mazel in that month. Then the Pesach says, that uh, it's another statement from Meshul Vashilas, that even though we went into exile into Bavel, there was some good things about Bavel. There's hope there. What is that? They would go to a country where there would be food and clothing available. There would be the column, there would be date palms, and there would also be flax to make clothing. So even though they were going into exile, their basic needs would be met. And another teaching by the same rabbi, Yomareach Bani when Yaakov uh, Yitzchak Avinu uh, smelled the person who came in front of him, his son, he said he smells like the field that Hashem blessed. What's the smell of a field? It's a field of apples, which uh, Tosos brings here, it means the apples of Esrogim. It was like the, uh, the smell that he smelled was the smell of an Esrog, the smell of a mitzvah. Some people say that Esrog was the tree of the original sin. And so uh, Yaakov Avinu symbolized that the Jewish people would bring man to do teshuva and fix the original sin. So it's the smell of Esrog, the smell of Ganadin that he smelt. So then we said, uh, what about the week of Tishabov? Not only do we fast on Tishabov, but there are morning services during Tishabov, which are. Uh, we're not allowed to take haircuts during that week and to wash clothing. That's wash clothing to wear, but but if you're washing clothing for after the nine days, that's okay. Even if you're washing clothing for afterwards, we don't wash clothing when we're supposed to be mourning. Rav had his washer people closed down during that week. Rav Nuni has a question. We said that even um, that uh, the um, on the fifth day, um, when the uh, uh, we are allowed to wash clothing in honor of the Shabbos. So what are we talking about? If we're talking about wearing it right away, that's wearing it on Thursday. My covered Shabbos. That's not wearing it on Shabbos. El It means to wear it to wash clothing for after Shabbos, and you're only supposed to do that on Thursday. But the whole week you're not allowed to do it. Um, so we see that you're basically not allowed to wash clothing during the week, even for next week. Gemara says, no, we're talking about washing clothing to wear, and we're talking about where all you, you're allowed to wash on Thursday what you need for Shabbos, because all you have is one, one shirt and one set of clothing. Uh, if you only have one piece of clothing, so then even though you don't usually wash during a week of mourning, you're allowed to wash, because uh, you're even allowed to wash on cholamoid because uh, clothing, if it's not washed, you could have lice and other trouble with that clothing. That you're allowed to wash to wear. Uh, you're not allowed to wash to wear, but if you're just washing with a job for later, that's okay. You're not allowed to wash before Tishabav, even for after Tishabav. The Giyot Shalanu, and even though there were different kinds of washing, there's the Giyot process is similar to the ancient process of Kibas. The Klipishin Ein Beshum Giyot. So Chufta, 
uh, you see that you're not allowed to wash. He says, um, even though it's not technically a type of washing, you're still not allowed to wear them during the week of Tisha B'Av, fresh clothing during that week. Um, that's only the, the week before Tisha B'Av, you're not allowed to wash, but after Tisha B'Av is okay. Shmuel says, even afterwards it's Aser. Where's the question? During the week, you're not a week, the week of Tisha B'av, you're not allowed to take a haircut to wash, and on Friday you're allowed in order to cover Shabbos. Kate said, "What do we mean? If, for example, Tisha B'av is the first day of week, then the the following week you're allowed to wash the whole week. If it's in the middle of the week, so the beginning of that week is usher, but afterwards it's okay." If it's on Friday, you're allowed to wash in honor of the Shabbos. And if not, you wash on the 5th of Shabbos. If you didn't wash on Thursday, you can wash on Friday in the afternoon. Even though we implied you are allowed to wash before Shabbos, he said no. He cursed the person who does that. Um, it's best not to wash the week of Tisha now, um, when Tisha B'av falls out on Monday and Thursday, so you you read three, call three people up to the Torah and you have a Haftorah. B'shlishi Revi, if it's on Tuesday or Wednesday, or Wednesday or Thursday, you only do one Aliyah and one Maftar. Revi Yossi says you don't call only one Aliyah, so Shmuel said that this implies that you're not allowed to wa- you are allowed to wash after Tisha B'av. So Gemara the answered Tanahi. There's different opinions. The Tanya, Tisha B'av Shachalios B'Shabbos. If Tisha B'av Shabbos became area of Tisha B'av Shachalios B'Shabbos, Och V'Shoso. This view is that you're allowed to uh, the week before. You're allowed to even eat a full meal. Och uh, V'Shoso. Even like Shlomo Melech, Hafil Kesuda Shlomo B'Shaitav Asla L'Sapper Mechadis. But you're not allowed to wash clothing from Rosh Chodesh until the Tainus. So Dibir that's Rameir's opinion, and that's what we follow, that only until the Tainus you're not allowed to wash. Rabbi Yudah says, No, the whole month you can't. Only that week in which Tisha B'Av is in. Until Rosh Chodesh, from the Tanachas, the week, from the beginning of the month, that's when you start the morning. Dibir Rameir. Rabbi says, The whole month. So we're having a three-way argument about the formal morning for Tisha B'Av. Uh, how long does it go? What does it depend on? That we're going to find out tomorrow. They all are explaining it from one Pasuk.